Right, I want to hear about this flying kiwi. You know, <laughs> you want to hear about this wanna, flying kiwi guy. I want to hear about it. Um, I really want to jump into coaching differently able athletes. All right, yeah, I've cool. just started up with farm um here in Christchurch and in Auckland. You know, kind of branching out domestically and also in the UK, coaching everyone and everyone. You know, yeah, inclusivity nice. is is kind of the word that I like. I live by. You know, it's like I just want the shutter doors to be open and an open door policy of just like, I don't give a fuck who you are. Walk through that door and I'll help you. That's it. I like that. But talk to I me like about that. this flying kiwi, man. It looks it looks rad behind you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, man, uh talk about flying kiwi. I guess uh so yeah, my name's Michael and uh I coach a whole bunch of athletes with uh with special needs. Um back in 2015 uh i had a teacher from the local special needs school uh came into our gym i was uh the fitness director at the time looking after a team of like 17 pts i think it was uh they weren't my pts they were like good life's pts i was just kind of the manager at the time yeah. and uh this lady came in and said hey got a whole bunch of uh got a whole bunch of uh kids in my class you know they're, they're getting on they're going to graduate at the end of this year they're getting uh, a little bit larger than what i'd like and, and we want to start some good habits and have them kind of exercising, you know, quite consistently before they leave school. Uh, so after school, they can kind of continue that onward. Uh, is anyone here able to help out? And uh, as the fitness director at the time, my manager at the time forwarded them to me. And I said, oh, well, look, my job is to make our PTs all busy. Let's have a look. So we look at the big PT board. And up on the board, it was like, um, you know, all these people that were strength and conditioning and blah, 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 blah. But no one actually had any qualification or experience with anyone with special needs. And uh, I was kind of like, oh, no one here is kind of qualified, you know, not too sure. And my boss goes, oh, well, aren't you qualified? And I was like, oh, yeah, like I had never thought about it. But um, yeah, I had done some electives inside my um, uh, my course and things like that because I studied two years full time for mine. Uh, and I was like, all right, well, yeah, cool. Like, let's do it. My job was to make them busy. So I wasn't on the board, so I couldn't even see myself. Right. So uh, I was kind of like, oh, OK, well, yeah, man, like, sure, I'll take it. Uh, sounds good and uh, so the following week uh, the class came in uh, with Janine uh, beautiful lady I, I'm still in contact with I still see her twice a week and uh, and yeah she brought in a class of uh, eight students and I spent like an hour and a half with them like just trying to teach them how to use a treadmill you know move out move our legs all at once um, you know sit down and stand up um, you know safely and uh, man hour and a half bro I was hooked I was, I was so hooked. So I was in the PT game for probably uh, four years by that stage. And uh, you know, you take the, um, you, you take the, the 45 year old guy that went to the doctor and the doctor said, Hey man, you need to lose 10, 15 kilos. Cause you're going to kill yourself early. And he goes, Oh, okay. Well, I'll have to stop drinking, huh? And so you take him and you train him and you know, they lose 10 kilos and after they've lost that 10 kilos they go back to the doctor and the doctor's like all right well done and we go hey you lost 10 kilos like well done you know and he's like yeah i can go back to drinking and you're like cool bro yeah and you know on that day uh you know i took one of the young fellas up on the treadmill and uh and we got him to to walk on the treadmill without like holding on for dear life and he managed to let go and just like start walking by himself 
the big smile and the big holy shit moment he had of like i'm doing it yeah i'm walking two k's an hour right like nothing like mm. just barely past treadmill minimum and uh and he was just stoked and i was like this is my shit this this is cool and so like uh yes about three months later maybe maybe six months uh a couple of the parents uh approached us so uh of uh little joe and alex and said hey look like uh, our young ones have we going to the gym apparently they're loving it you know do you do this on a two-to-one basis like could you could you coach them inside the gym and i was only obviously doing the group stuff with the school completely free i wasn't charging them for anything i just took it outside of my management hours. I was like, yeah, this is fun. Like I'll just do that instead. Cause it's more fun than paperwork, like by a billion <laughs> times. For sure. And, um, and, uh, I was like, yeah, man, like let's, let's give it a try. So that was, um, yeah, that was 2015. And, uh, yeah, I started looking after little Joe and Alex and, and still to this day, Thursday, I saw Joe Wednesday. I saw Alex se- seven years, bro. Like, man, I went to their, 18th 21st i went to their uh, formal they're like little brothers to me now man and um yeah now we uh we don't just look after alex and joe we've like we've got a couple now you know what i mean so it's pretty cool dude i, I got the i i literally say it all the time man but i got the best job in the world mm-hmm. like it's just it's just another level of fun so mm-hmm. um so yeah so now that's that's what we do so full-time i, I quit my lecturing role uh quit my management role um well i quit the man the the management role to go to lecturing and then quit the lecturing because the pt was so fun and uh and the place i was at got bankrupt as well and so it just kind of threw me more into the deep end and and yeah over time my my kind of gen pop client of like 90 percent and my special needs clientele of 10 percent, the ratio just kind of slowly slid until it was 100 percent. and um and yeah now we've got a uh, i don't know if you can see it there but we've got a team of six now that that look after a whole bunch of athletes and um help us run our kind of programs so um yeah it's wild man mm. to sit here and talk about it it's, it's actually really cool because i'm always so in the doing the thing right that i never really zoom out and, and and think about it so it's uh it's pretty cool man i'm i'm a i'm a, I'm a fucking lucky dude bro it's so cool i got the You're best job in the world man improving lives man on a daily basis you know and it's taken a a demographic of the population that is is usually just kind of fringed, right? The push to the outskirts. And it's been like, no, nah, no, nah, fuck that. Come on in the middle. It's like, Dude. what do you mean in the middle? What do you mean in a place where notoriously, you know, it's not really catered for us? It's like, no, nah, fuck that. Come on. In you get. Let's go in yeah. the deep end. Let's figure it out. And then just the the excitement on their face is is unbelievable, mate. Like the amount of times I've just started tearing up and I've had to slap myself in the face. And being like, Alex, come on, you've got to coach for the, for <laughs> gotta, the rest of the like, finish the session, bro. <laughs> you gotta finish the session, bro. <laughs> I'm just there in bits. Just oh my god. Like it's like Alex, pull yourself together, lad. Cry later. Oh you god, know, I enjoy my job too much. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. Help me. <laughs> They're like, oh, maybe this lad needs some help. You know, go get a counselor. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, 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 you wouldn't be half wrong, but you know, let's They're looking for the a session. coach for you. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. I need to be in the Put program. <laughs> yeah man it's it's so rewarding dude it is man it really is it's um uh and, and you obviously as a coach yourself right you experience it as well that um the level of satisfaction the uh the differentiation between like um of achievement 
mm-hmm. right? Um, it's it's wild. We have a, a young one uh, named Talitha. She comes up a lot. We've uh, we've been on like um sunrise and stuff with her, which has been really cool. Um, just because uh, you know the um, it's it's so wholesome basically. But um, a young one, uh, Talitha. She is now twenty, twenty three, I think. Um, uh, but you'd see her, you'd think she was maybe seven or eight. Um, but uh, you know, brittle bones and and you know, got a whole bunch of things going on. Uh, but beautiful little human. You just love being her. She's just so infectious mm-hmm. and and so loving. And you talk to her about everything. And uh, we um. A while ago, she had uh, her surgery. So I looked after her. So uh, 2015, looked after the Aspley Special School. 2016, I looked after Pine Rivers and Aspley Special School. Pine Rivers heard about us. They came along. So I was looking after two different classes. And inside the Pine Rivers School uh, uh, like class was Talitha. And when I first met her, very, very, uh, very shaky, very nervous in movement, almost always, you know, like kind of utilizing, um, you know, like a walker and stuff and ended up, uh, she, we finished school. I got to hang out with her at the gym, finished school. And then she ended up needing a, uh, a hip replacement. So 17 years old hip replacement and, uh, on her right side. And, uh, she is so left-handed that if she sits at a, at the table and her drink is over here, she'll twist her whole body and grab it with her left hand and come mm-hmm. back. Right. And so the, the dominance on, on her left side versus her right is huge. And she had her hip replacement and it ended up being even worse uh, because she can't even stand and kind of rotate to the right. You always, uh, no, sorry. She can't rotate to the left because she can't spin her body around with the drive from a right side. Right. So uh, after she had a hip replacement and stuff, the parents came back to us like, hey, we know you work with Talitha. Can you do some rehab? We've been to physio, had the surgery, da, 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 da. And I was like, okay, cool. So we brought her back in. And it's taken like a long time, um, but like back maybe 2019, um, we had done a bunch of rehab with her. Not just me, obviously physios and specialists and stuff all, all amongst it. Um, but I remember the day we, we kind of got her walking. She was able to walk without holding on to me. So she's walking without a wheelchair and stuff like that. And that alone, you know, near tears, right? Like, cause mm. she's, she's back to doing it herself. She could do a little bit at home, but, but not very much. And we worked her all the way up and I was talking to her one day about, you know, like, oh, we've got to carry, you know, we've got to start carrying something, you know, as you can imagine, carry something up her back, keeps her upright, all that sort of stuff, more anchored to the ground, right? She's not as floppy. And uh, we gave her like a three kilo ball and we could walk a lap holding a three kilo ball. We walked all the way down to the end of like the treadmills and back 12 meters, 12 meters back. And as she walked the whole way, just kind of slapping her feet, slowly turned herself around, slapped herself all the way back. And like, we got the, we got the set, right. And mm. and we made it all the way. It was stoked high fives and stuff. And, uh, you know, talking to her, like, you know, what can we do now? And, and, uh, you know, we decided that now she can carry stuff around the house, right? Now she can carry her own iPad around the house instead of having to ask mom and dad, right? Mm. Like just the difference in what life quality is by improving their 10% or 20% versus what we do for the able-bodied, you know, like what is the the average male that comes to you between 18 and 24? Hey, man get me some bigger pecs and some shoulders. So when I go out, I can flex and get some pussy. Right. And Talitha, which never works. I want to, yeah. And, uh, or if it builds the confidence for them to actually have the confidence to talk to a girl and break the ice, maybe, Mm -hmm. but they can't even talk to a female at the gym 
and generally those females are lifting more than them which makes it even <laughs> funnier um but like then you get to leave at the other end of the spectrum right she doesn't have to ask mom and dad for a hand anymore right like now you're just talking now she's more independent you know that's that's fucking cool like the, i i take that million times over uh than um you know gen pop stuff you know i still have i still have requests and stuff with gen pop and things and I just afford them onto other PTs. I like not not even to my staff. I afford them onto wherever, mm-hmm. you know, because it's just it's it's not of interest to me now. That's not what like like flying kiwi is is does now is because it's just it's it, there's no satisfaction in it, you know. Mm-hmm. And and you know that might be a bit selfish on my part, but you know, um, you probably have the experience yourself, right? There is there's a certain level of care factor you require in order to be able to help the athletes, right? That level of care factor comes across. If you watch the session from afar, if you can see the sessions from afar or you see things online or, uh, you know, whatever online is not as good. People know a camera's rolling. They, they put it on a little, um, but you see sessions from afar and sometimes you can really, a lot of the time, you can really pick out the the, the give a fuck factor. Mm-hmm. And when that give a fuck factor starts faltering, when there's no cameras around to what level are you having, are you performing a disservice to the client, to the athlete, right? If your job genuinely is to try and help them improve their life, where does your lack of care slow down their progress in their mm-hmm. life? Right? So the whole goal of, of flying Kiwi is helping athletes with special needs live a longer, stronger, more confident life. That's it. So how do we help them live longer? How do we make them be stronger? And how do we make them more confident, right? So we have things to cover all of those. That is the goal. And every time they walk out the gym, they have to walk out with a smile on their face. That is the ultimate goal for all of the coaches. You have to walk out with a smile. Now, I don't give a, I don't give a fuck if you sit down with them for an hour and you fucking play patty cake right yep. I, I don't care yep. if they start associating happiness with exercise happiness with the gym we want exercise equals happy that's all we want exercise equals good then in the long term right two years five years ten years when they are not paying us when we are we have zero monetary value with them they have nothing to fucking do with us they're in a completely different state we want all of the athletes that come through with us to be able to come home from their shitty day with their support worker or crappy day at work or whatever the case, right? We want them to come home and we want them to, when they're in their shitty mood, we don't, instead of them going, oh, like bad day, I want food. I want McDonald's, I want KFC or whatever. We turn a destructive decision into a constructive decision of, oh, I'm angry. What used to make me happy? Jim, okay. I want to go exercise. Mm-hmm. Exercise used to make me happy. And we've turned that destructive into a constructive. And now we've we've kind of flipped their switch of how how we help them live longer. That that's nothing to do with them paying us nothing. This is fucking years and years down the track. And that all that totals all the way back to like when they're with us, the goal is to make sure they're smiling. Well, no, zero is safety. Number one is they walk out with a smile. And then number two is we watch progression, right? And if we can make sure those all happen, then regardless if they've got anything to fucking do with us in the future, we can hopefully help them have a better connotation uh, with 
like how they perceive exercise and what they do for their future. And they can, mm-hmm. they can, you know, live longer, right? And they can, they can try and be stronger. And odds are more confident if they're able to take themselves to the gym, you know, how great would that be for them? You know, like that'd be, that's huge progress. Like, like you would know if you do the calculation on like a gym session, I'm sorry, this caffeine is hitting me something chronic, man. Brother, go do it. If they're like, Talk to me. if they're like, you think about the calculation of a gym session, how much would you burn in a gym session to 150 calories with some of the guys, even less, right? Uh, motivation, uh, you know, muscular innovation, um, you know, able to push past like a certain limitation of like lactic acid, all that sort of stuff, right? So hundreds to 400 calories, right? If you're taking them once a week, twice a week for those one to 400 calories, right? Over the course of a year, you can make a relatively decent distance. And if they're training with you for the average of what, you know, two and a half years, whatever your clientele lifespan is, um, then, you know, great. You've burned a whole bunch of calories if you can teach them that happiness standard if you can teach them that um this is how we do it this is why we do it you know depending on what level of um kind of comprehension they have if you don't if you aren't really able to teach them why you teach them you want big muscles you want to feel strong you want to you know can you do this by yourself now very good high five awesome here's your to-do list you do this you become muscles right simple as almost all of our clientele can pick that up right? Mm-hmm. If we can get them to be able to perform some version of a to-do list and they know the the top two safety uh, mechanisms of whatever exercise it is on a seated row, big tall chest, and then strong man backwards. Sweet. That's it. They just need the top two, right? The rest will kind of fall into place. As long as they have some version of that, if they're able to go three times a week, mm-hmm. but because they are able to do it themselves, they can go the rest of their fucking lives how much of a difference have you made right i don't give a fuck about your monetary transaction it's how much more difference can you make in that future and how much how much better can you make their lives moving forward from there when they have nothing to fucking do with you right Mm -hmm. it shouldn't be a goal of like i can make this person do blah it's i can help them do this and odds are by themselves eventually right if you can get that in there in their three, five, 10 year goal while they're with you, mate, you fucking win. Right. Yeah. Like, that's brilliant. I think, I think a lot of coaches forget that they are also going to be a walking billboard for you. You know, like everybody's spending money on social media ads and all this type of stuff, right? Ads, 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 put, put some money in it. I was like, okay, great. But if you help one person, right. And you do a phenomenal job, that one person mm. isn't going to shut up about you yeah like and they're just gonna keep going and going and going especially if you've got a internet kind of like a branch to your business right they can kind of Mm. access you via the internet and you can be remote it's like Mm. that that's a walking billboard yeah so even if you wanted to attack it from a okay i got a business hat on right Mm. i was like that's roi right there and that's roi for the next 50 years not oh, i'm gonna spend 500 dollars for a one month ad and I'm probably going to get one return on it and they're probably going to leave after two weeks. And then I'm going to yeah. think Facebook marketing doesn't work. Right. And you're just like, <laughs> hope I'll, hope I'll we've work. all been there. We've all been there. <laughs> it's like, it does work if you've got tens of thousands of USD to throw at it, but most yeah. people don't. Right. And it's like, if we remember why we got into the industry in the first place, which is, it's not about you. It's about them. Right. And it's passion is free. 
They're not paying you to be a cheerleader. They're not paying you to be passionate. All right, that should just be a given. All right, they're paying you for a bit of knowledge, yeah, and then for you to be able to adapt it to that individual. That's it. 100%. Yeah. And, and like, if you truly, even even without the business hat on, if you truly gave a shit, then your version of giving a shit would be getting your client a result. And, oh, that's terrible sirens. Your version of getting your client like their to their goal, right, is is giving a shit. And the fact that your client not only felt like you were there to help them, but any question you did have, any uh, any solutions that were required, any alterations that had to happen, your passion around getting your client to the goal or your passion around them getting there is exactly that. That's testimonial. Yep. That's testimonial shit right there, right? Yep. What is test what are testimonials online? Testimonials online are literally what people would say to other people about you if you didn't have a gun to your head. That's all it is. And they're just taken into a quote and then like made nice fancy lettering and like a cool photo down the bottom of before and after or whatever. That's your testimonial. If your testimonial is literally just telling the truth, mm-hmm. then you being passionate is also being a business hat, right? Mm-hmm. But I think uh, I think there can be a lot of uh, short-sighted coaches that go, if I can just sell them to an eight-week, and then uh, I can yeah. sell them into a, you know, and then I can sell them to a, be in our Facebook group for five dollars a month, but then they're, you know, they have that uh, going out to their two hundred thousand followers, and then now they're turning over, you know, three grand a month just from being in a Facebook group, mm-hmm. right? And then they're like, hey, hey, I I pay someone a hundred dollars a week to manage that shit. And now it's there is no give a shit factor. It's hey guys, I worked my booty today. Wanna see? And now you're just running an OnlyFans through Facebook. Like I you aren't gonna get anywhere long term for that shit. There's a there are coaches over here there and they are notorious for it. And like I hate naming naming names and things like that. Um, but you see the, you know, this is, uh, kind of like as Insta really started getting big, right? So we're talking like the 2015 to 2017 era. And as, uh, uh, as like fitness influencers were doing things like, you know, um, INBA and WBFF and things. I don't, uh, I don't know if there's a version of WBFF in New Zealand, but a lot of the New Zealand athletes would come over and compete over here. Um, and, uh, they would win these competitions and it would get them to a world stage. Right. And it's literally world beauty, fitness, and fashion. Now there's nothing wrong with that. It was, that's the version of the competition, but funnily enough, that is very, very appealing for social media. And it became fucking huge right from that the businesses that were built around the different you know like divas and the different uh, so you'd become a wbff diva like world diva or whatever if you won and then the dudes would become like a i don't know a male escort or whatever whatever the fuck they end up calling it um but they had these titles right and then they would run that on instagram and on facebook and these facebook pages and instagram pages would become enormous because they were like world renowned right and then the stories start coming out after a year, two years, three years of like, hey, I saw X coach and I joined their their challenge thing and it cost me, you know, $200 a month. And uh, and they just sent me a spreadsheet and I entered in my, my weight 
And then the spreadsheet spat out, oh, this is your weight? No worries. Here's your macros. Here are the exact things to eat. And every single time they're eating like a bowl of ice for lunch and three almonds for dinner, right? And they would try it and they'd lose weight originally. But the the long term of that was they'd come out the other side and they'd keep trying, hey guys, I'm not losing weight in the Facebook group. And then someone responds, hey, try this recipe, do this, do that. Because some of the people who were at a low enough body weight that 1500 calories wasn't as bad as the people that were a hundred kilos still trying to eat 1200 calories. Right. So there were some people that were motivated and were like, no, this coach is good. This coach works. Other people in the group were like, oh, okay. If other people have had the result, I'll keep going. When in reality, it needs to be customized. It needs to be followed. It needs to be whatever. Oh, you're not losing weight. Did you do all seven days of your cardio this week? It doesn't help. And then long-term, all these people coming out, you know, more more research comes out with nutrition, more research comes out with, um, you know, uh, different coaches, people that have actually been to university, people that have done their precision nutrition, their their ISSN, sorry, um, you know, all that stuff. And they're kind of like, hey, uh, can you help me out with my metabolism? I can't eat more than 1500 calories without smashing on weight. Um, my period stopped. Uh, yeah. Yep. This, that, the other, I was in blah Facebook group. I was in blah Instagram group. And I've got a couple of friends that are very high up there on the nutrition level of things. And they're like, dude, the volume of people that come to me from X, Y, and Z coaches from three years ago, four years ago. And then they went through COVID, which made it worse because they sat at home three meters from their fridge, yeah. right? So yeah. they would smash the calories and they were enormously putting on weight. And they wouldn't lose weight now when they're on, you know, eighteen hundred to two thousand calories because their body's like, nah, we're holding on to this because starvation mode for us is is that low, right? It's it's terrible, man. Mm. I just, yeah, I just, I don't understand how some of the influencers can go, oh, just follow this program, send, and they're making fifteen to twenty five to some of them fifty grand a month out of ruining people's lives well it just goes back to your moral compass you know man like some people are okay with doing that okay fine like who am i to judge we've all done shit in the past whether that's in the fitness industry or out of the fitness industry and to be honest like just from dotting around different countries seeing different people whatever i've just learned to all right i'm gonna put keep my head down i know my intentions are somewhat pure right because mm. we are all corrupted we are human beings but i my heart is always going to remain on my sleeve and i'm going to speak from it as much as i can and yeah. if people want to go somewhere else because they look pretty in a miniskirt or they want to pay you know 100 usd a month or a week or whatever for mm. for this that and the other then you have that right to go do that that's absolutely fine and mm. i'm not going to judge if you come back you know i'm just going to help the people that are in front of me i'm going to help the people that that want to talk, that want to listen or whatever. And honestly, like, I just don't stress about it no more. Yeah. All that other part of the industry, like, because I think the fitness industry is the best and the worst industry at the same time, right? Because it's not going anywhere, let's be honest. You know, <laughs> nah, healthcare. We will always have something to do. Yeah. Exactly. But at the yeah. same time, you know, we, we get to help people, right? We we change yeah. people's lives from teaching how, people how to air squat. We teach fitness and we help lives right yep. essentially we are the dormant we are the first protocol all right mm-hmm. and then we kind of defer on right mm-hmm. um but at the same time we shoot each other in the foot 
Oh, Zumba, nah, fuck that. That's shit. You shouldn't do that. Oh, CrossFit is bad for you. Weightlifting's bad, you know. Don't do a spin class, you know. Oh, that per I'm like, go fuck yourself. Okay. Yeah, I just dude, they're just all just do, like, what do you prefer? Do whatever you want. Man. Just yeah. do whatever you want, you know? Yep. We're and all yeah, we're all in this dude, together. Hundred percent, man. Like uh, man, I've I've done I've done relatively competitive powerlifting. I've done CrossFit. Uh, I had to learn Olympic lifting via CrossFit. I've done strongman and I've done bodybuilding. I enjoyed all of them. Yeah, man. There's a place like, where it wasn't. All. Dude, that's it. And it's uh, like, what mode do you enjoy? I don't care if you get your 200 calories burnt from going for a walk around the Brisbane River or if you get it from going for a hike or if you get it from jumping in a spin class. Mm -hmm. Did you do it? Like, do you like it? Did you move around? Yeah. Yeah, man. Like, I could give you yeah, the man. best nutritious, micronutrient perfect meal plan. Yeah. And you could you could do that for a week. But if you don't like it, you're not going to do it for the eighth day, mm. right? Like, you just put together what relatively works. Does it kind of slightly knock you in the right direction? Well, then go. Mm. Like, that's perfect. It might take you longer. But at least you'll get there, right? You're better off taking a thousand steps relatively in the right direction than what you are taking five steps in a perfect direction because otherwise you're going to fucking go nowhere. You know what I mean? 100%, um, man. Yeah. It's trying to just... Yeah. I, I think having having an end goal is great, but making making the goal actually just the process of getting to the goal is so much better. What's the Rather Buddha quote, just, right? Happiness uh, is not a destination, it's the journey. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, I was more meaning like, uh, that's actually a very good way to put it. I was I was coming along the lines of like seeing people go, I need to lose 10 kilos. And so the goal is 10 kilos and they just spray out everywhere, a whole bunch of different things, everything they hear, right? Instead of making it, my goal is for five days this week, eating all the stuff that uh, that is on my meal plan, or even if they're just tracking macros, my goal for this week is to stay under my 2,000 calories every day and mm -hmm. make sure I have my two bits of meat or whatever, right? Making that the goal, uh, what are they called? Like lack and lag measures or whatever, and having it, you know, in the long term, the version of that is... You know, like you're getting, you're getting micro, not only are you getting like micro hits of, I achieved my goal today. I had five days in a row of me achieving my goal. And then on the weekend, you grab a fucking pizza. Like, cool. Yeah. Does that put you in the right direction? If, if you're, you know, if you make a deficit of 7,000 calories is what, 7,700 calories to a kilo of body fat, right? You, you burn 7,000 over the week. And then on the weekend you eat 4,000. So now you're in a deficit of 3,000. You're still 3,000 ahead. You might take longer. But like that's you're better off doing that for fifty two weeks of a year than what you mm. are. Do it for three weeks perfectly and lose three kilos, and then be like, oh well, you know what? I really enjoy nine tubs of ice cream in a week, like because I can't be fucked with my meal plan. You know, it just comes like yeah, just like you say, it comes down to purpose. Like, why are you doing it? You know, like, yeah, and it's but, consistency too, right? Hmm. You know, and you just got to find find something that you're okay with doing continuously mm. right even when you don't want to do it because we're going to get that time you're going to be tired and but you're going to have to show up but if you're always relying on willpower like it's you're going to end up uh, running out 
Mm. You yeah. know, so just oh, I like Zomba. Great. Just do it three days a week, man. Yeah, that's it. Doesn't make you sweat, right? Yeah. Does your heart Fantastic. rate go up? You know, yeah, man. Oh, I don't really like you know weightlifting anymore. Great. Don't weightlift. Fucking leave <laughs> yeah. it alone. It's as hey, simple as that. <laughs> I don't really want to run. I was like, are you a competitive athlete? No. Do you strive to be? No. Why are you here? Oh, just are you for running a little from bit of dinosaurs? Like... <laughs> yeah, just for a little GPP. Great. Jump on a rower. Yeah. Like, don't That's fucking it. run. Yeah, man. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, so we um, for all the kids, like, come. Uh, I guess coming back to the flying kiwi thing, but like, for all the kids, we wanted to make sure they felt like a purpose, right? So a couple of years ago, um, we wanted them to have like the here is target, right? And so for the guys, the target for them is nowhere near as like tangible, right? So we can give them the barbell and go, hey, um, you know, like you were lifting 50 and now you're lifting 70, right? And the majority of them, you can, you know, bar bigger barbell equals good, right? They're getting stronger, sweet, bigger muscles, loving it. Mm -hmm. uh some of the guys they really can understand you know like i've got some guys that are quite high functioning autism or, or you know fragile x stuff like that and they're, they're very very good so they can see like percentage change or they can see like hey we were doing you know we were doing a uh you know a big george right he's uh last year at, a, at our flying kiwi cup which is our powerlifting meet we run um he benched 87 bit of a bit of a grinder got it up there for a bench and uh, this week we're leading into our flying Kiwi Cup. It's uh, five and a half, five weeks away actually today. And uh, he benched ninety five and made it look like he could bench like hundred and five, right? So it just came down, bang, went back up. His concept of 